welcome to the Tiny House Ideas podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Tiny House Ideas podcast. Today I'm joined by Jamie and George and they're working on a documentary called The Alternative Life. So they're basically going around the UK, they're sort of meeting um, and interviewing people who are living alternatively. So whether that be in a narrow boat, in a tiny house... Um, and they're going to be sort of discussing the creative process behind making a documentary in terms of pre-production, post-production and how, how the pandemic has affected that. So stay tuned to hear more about this amazing documentary. Welcome to the Tiny House Ideas podcast, the show where we talk about how to live a more fulfilling life with less. My name's Harry Alvarez Garman and I've got tons of exciting guests lined up for you, including authors, entrepreneurs and tiny house owners. If you love minimalism, sustainable living, personal development and everything in between, then you're in the right place. On the show, we'll be talking about how you can do more of what you love, how to turn your passion into a career, and how to live more sustainably. We're Jamie and George. We're freelance filmmakers based in the West Midlands, and together we're making the documentary The Alternative Life. Amazing stuff. So The Alternative Life, what, what would you sort of, can you give me a brief overview of what the documentary is going to be about? We're both freelance filmmakers, and in our day-to-day life, we do more corporate work, so very business-based, and we wanted to make... Uh, you know, a documentary, like tell meaningful stories. So The Alternative Life is a documentary looking into the lives of people who live alternatively in the UK. So whether that be living in a bus, a van, camping or living on a boat or the many different types of alternative living that do go on in the UK, just getting a little insight of what that is and who lives there. And hopefully it'll be a film that just sheds a bit of light on the alternative living scene in the UK. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, that's an amazing sort of amazing concept because obviously we've got sort of um, people on Instagram sharing their stories, but it'll be amazing to sort of see some stories compiled of people and sort of to, to get a real insight into what into what it what it's all about. Yeah, so we, we find that alternative living in the UK isn't represented so much on mainstream media, so perhaps not everyone knows about it. Um, and in the online space, a lot of it is based uh, in other countries. America, for example, it's very popular and it's still emerging in the UK. So our focus is purely UK and we're mostly finding stories from people that perhaps go un- unheard because they haven't got a social media following where they share their story. Um, so that's the people that we've looked for so far. Uh, and that's led us to Flo, Marisa and Alex. Amazing stuff. Well, I think it is a really important point that you bring up um, that it, it's not really covered in the mainstream media, which is completely true. Because I mean, um, for us here in the UK, where the where the whole sort of alternative living and, and tiny living movement is sort of still in the early developmental phase, I guess, it'll sort of be amazing to have some some light shed on that. Um, because obviously, at the moment, we've got sort of people that are sharing their stories on, on Instagram or social media. Um, but in America, if you look over there, I mean, there, there's sort of TV programs, and it is a a common occurrence to sort of be hearing about this on the TV. Um, so I guess you guys are obviously at the forefront of sort of bringing a, a real sort of mainstream kind of documentary to, to talk about this some more. Hopefully, yeah. And uh, just getting the broad range of, of ways that you can live alternatively in the UK. Like th- there are programs out there, but like you say, it's nothing compared to what, for example, America has to offer. So um, just, just showing a general overview of, of what you know, of how people can live in the UK uh, and just showing it as a little example of you don't need to uh, live conventionally. Amazing stuff. So you sort of mentioned your your day jobs, your your freelance filmmakers um, and that sort of stuff. What what does that entail on a daily basis, your your regular jobs? Um, So it's a lot of commercial work for brands, but also we do a lot uh, more creative things for ballet companies, for example, 
Um, we film a lot of events, which obviously this year we've not been able to do. Um, but yeah, but not so much in terms of documentary, um, which is what we want to get more into. Yeah, and, and um, like with our day to day, you kind of the the main thing would be it, it has a like the the short film has a goal. It's going to be like one to three minutes, let's say. Um, and the whole difference of a documentary is like taking so much time to you know tell people stories and it it'll potentially be quite a long film maybe who like who knows um depending on how many people we film but yeah it's just going to be completely different yeah no i can imagine i can imagine the sort of the whole planning the logistics and and all of that must, must sort of take a lot of time in the pre-production phase i guess yeah definitely yeah so how have you sort of gone about um sort of exploring topics and exploring like finding people to to speak to how have you sort of gone about that process so it was a big research task to start with. We already knew about alternative living because our friend Theo, uh, who's one half of the indie projects, and he used to, I actually used to work for him for his video production company. Um, and at the time he was living on a narrow boat. So that's how we found out about alternative living. Before that, it had never really occurred to me that people are actually living in vans and traveling around because he also did that. He traveled for a couple of years around Europe and span. There's a Facebook group, um, the Alternative Living Facebook group. Um, so we actually used that to find people uh, to film because we didn't want so much to just go to influencers and people who have a big social media following that are easy to find um, because obviously a lot of people already know their stories. Uh, so we wanted to find some really nice stories that are probably unheard of. Um, so we set up a website and told, explained on the website what we're planning to do, the documentary we're going to make. And we just put it on the group thinking, you know, maybe people will apply to be in it. Maybe they won't. And uh, thankfully, quite a few did. Uh, so from there, we just rounded it down to the stories that we favoured the most. Yeah. Okay. Amazing stuff. Well, that makes sense. And it's sort of nice to be able to uncover the stories that sort of maybe haven't been told before, like you say, because um, with sort of people on social media now sharing their stories and sort of sharing what they're doing, it, it's nice to sort of see the, the real day-to-day -day uncut sort of what, what goes on on a daily basis. That's it. That's that's quite a big thing. And and uh, I, it did break up a tiny second there. So I don't know if Jamie mentioned, but um, being as we haven't made a documentary like seeking out these people before, we were we were a little bit nervous. Like we do, we didn't really know. Okay, if we pitch this idea to somebody, are you even going to want to be in it? <laughs> um, so so it was quite a, an interesting phase to go through. So by putting it instead of approaching people directly, just putting out a general idea to the group and having people come to us. Not only did we get people to want to be in it, but also it was a big, big confidence boost from our point of view because it's like, okay, people actually quite like this idea, and not only that, people want to be in it. <laughs> so that 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 was a big thing from our point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's sort of obviously a learning curve for you guys as well, and it's sort of interesting to sort of be able to sort of progress as it as it develops a bit more, which is awesome. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned it was sort of um, you had a friend that was sort of interested in van life and living on a barge that initially sort of sparked your interest. Um, and then I guess you obviously did some more research into alternative living. So what does it sort of mean to you guys, I guess? What do you sort of what what draws you to the concept of, of living a different lifestyle? So many things. And this is what we're trying to cover in the documentary. Um, and that's why we're filming so many people to say that all come from different backgrounds and why alternative living works for them. Um, rather than living in a house or flat conventionally. 
And so obviously for the dock, we're filming people in tiny houses, living on narrow boats or canal boats. Um, we've got people doing van life, etc. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get someone who's living out of backpack, we'll see. Um, but the documentary focuses on the alternative living in the UK as well, because obviously, as you've said, it's, it's still emerging in the UK. Um, it's a lot bigger in America, and we're also going to cover a little bit on why it's maybe a bit more difficult in the UK uh, because of red tape. So, yeah. Amazing stuff. Yeah, that is a thing. It is obviously, like we say, a lot more sort of prominent in America at the moment. And I think it is just sort of the the mindset shift and the the government sort of regulations and stuff that will hopefully, hopefully, I mean, things like this will draw attention to it. It will sort of really sort of build up the interest and and get people sort of educated as well, which is a thing. Like it was interesting you mentioned about sort of saying about the reasons why it is sort of difficult in the UK. So it's just the more publicity, the sort of the more the movement can grow, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. With the aim of it, really, uh, we've kind of got three sort of key audiences. Obviously, there's people who are already alternative living. We'd love them to see the film and for it to be relatable and just feel good. Um, and then there's people who don't know anything about alternative living really like us five years ago. Uh, for them, we hope it educates them. Uh, and then there's the people that maybe they're already considering living alternatively. Um, and hopefully, maybe this documentary will inspire them to do that. Or shine a light that maybe they didn't realise and uh, they'll change their mind on it. <laughs> well, exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. As long as it sort of helps people to to educate them and, and let them know, then they can sort of make an informed decision. That's it. I mean, I mean, I'm finding even filming the documentary with the few people we filmed, like it's a massive learning curve. Like you, you go, you hear these stories, and you're like, "Wow, I had no idea that you had to do that." Or Wow, you can live this way. That's interesting. And, you know, it's something that me and Jamie have both thought of. You know, we've mentioned it separately. Like, oh, I'd love I'd love to go in a van and tour Scotland for like a month or something. And it's like, well, the idea is already there. So it's already started of kind of that is van life, let's say, for that month. Um, and I've mentioned to Jamie I want to convert a van at some point. Not to live in, but, like, again, it's the first step. Who knows? <laughs> It could it could change my life, and then suddenly I want to live in a van full time. But yeah, um, yeah, amazing. Well, that was going to be my next question. Actually, I was going to ask if you you guys were sort of interested in it yourselves at any point. And it's yeah, interesting to hear that you um, it sort of opened your eyes to it, and you're sort of yeah exploring the idea of just having a weekend van to go on a few adventures and stuff. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I've I've said to to my girlfriend like you know I think we should explore more of the UK, and maybe one day you know we get a van, we convert it. And and that's that, like being self-employed, it's kind of interesting that you could still maybe work from the van or at least you can you can choose when you have the time off to go and go on the little adventures. It 100% appeals, um, but I guess I'm, I'm maybe not quite co- um, committed to living full-time in a van yet. <laughs> that's fair enough, completely yeah. fair enough, yeah. Um, well, that's awesome, awesome to hear. Um, and like you said, obviously, because you guys working for yourselves and, and being freelance in that respect, it's sort of... It, I think 2020 as well, in terms of COVID and stuff, people who have sort of had to work from home and look at sort of maybe creating a side hustle or working for themselves sort of full time. Um, it sort of shows, I think there is a, a bit of a shift and there's more people that are looking to sort of set their own hours and to set their own sort of schedules and stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think with um, with like like we're doing now with Zoom meetings and working from home, you know, even, even people fully employed may be a lot more flexible than they used to be. I think businesses are realizing that they don't have to go to one place of work and 
who knows for a lot of people that might be just what they need to to maybe live a little bit more of a free lifestyle um so i think it's really interesting and obviously um going off that as well we think that this documentary is very relevant to right now um especially what with people working from home people and a bit more freedom um but also we're in a recession um it's a lot more cost effective to be living alternatively in a lot of cases um and sustainable in a lot of ways as well uh, obviously we're looking at making a be more sustainable in the way that we live um and if we can be more environmental for alternative living, then that's great. Not using as many resources. Um, so that's again something that one of the topics we're covering in the podcast, uh, podcast documentary. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Well, that is good. Like we said, just to sort of, yeah, shed some light and, and bring some sort of education, I guess, to sort of, yeah, show people that there are ways of doing things. And I think, like you said, 2020, obviously being a year that so much has changed and so many people have sort of had these, I guess, awakenings or, or realizations that it sort of, it may not be for them to sort of have to work a job they don't necessarily love to sort of have a mortgage, to have a house that they sort of can't even afford, you know what I mean? And, and just sort of, yeah, be in that constant spiral, I guess. So in terms, obviously, when you guys have been going around, obviously, I can imagine it's sort of not the easiest as, as filmmakers to sort of be filming it in tiny spaces. It, it's, it's a definitely... very fun challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine it threw up a lot of, a lot of challenges. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you know, it was it was completely new from the off. I mean, we we usually to to make the best product we can, I guess you would call it. We we like to take a lot of gear, and uh, when you're filming in tiny spaces, it it just shows like, oh, that tiny space fills up really quickly with a lot of camera gear. Um, <laughs> so it was uh, figuring out how to deal that, but still get the uh, the quality we want and tell the story that we want from from it, but. There's a lot of challenges for sure. <laughs> we are going for a, a sort of natural feel to the documentary. So a lot of it is handheld, thankfully, rather than having lots of commercial sort of rigs like we do, like sliders and walking around with gimbals uh, in tiny homes. So um, yeah, the handheld helps. Um, the bit when it's really a challenge is when we film the interviews, because we've got the two cameras on the tripods, we've got the boom mic going above, uh, me and George both sitting behind the cameras and uh, the light as well so that's when it's a, a a fun creative challenge really i can imagine yeah a lot, of, a lot of stuff to sort of to fit in and obviously with you guys as well it sort of does 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 flip quite quickly um, and in fact i was having a look um before before we did this podcast sort of having a look at, at your instagram and looking at some of the behind the scenes the stories and stuff you've got on your on your social media and there was one that sort of stuck out to me because i remember there was one of you sort of hanging off a gangplank with a camera to sort of get this shot of the of the barge or narrowboat going along i mean that must have been sort of petrifying as well with all your cameras and stuff over the water yeah so that was filming that was our first shoot of the documentary filming with uh, the lovely marisa um, and to start with, we had to find her on the canal using coordinates. So that was very, very different of just typing a postcode into the sat-nav, yeah. Um, and obviously once we found her, we had to cross the gangplank with our gear, um, which all went okay, thankfully. And it was a really, we filmed her with her for two days, and it was a really fun couple of days. Uh, when, we, when she was driving the boat down the canal, George was sort of running alongside on the towpath. Uh, while I was just chilling on top of the boat, um, filming, Mar filming Marisa, just hanging off the edge of it. <laughs> yeah, you were like ca catching the sun, just chilling with your legs dangling over the side of the boat. And I was there trying to keep up carry carrying the camera and like trying to get smooth shots. 
and that was just that was really difficult but yeah that was that was interesting using the coordinates to get there and and we did have again like we said quite a lot of gear um so we had to like drag it all across the towpath on the canal but uh yeah it was such a great experience again she she was great and can't wait to tell her story in the in the documentary um but it was a huge learning curve with that being the first shoot and we learned a lot to take on to the following one um that was really good yeah, I can we even literally how... being at the deep end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we even learned how to operate the locks. Um, Marisa would get us off the boat. She'd tell us to go do the locks and uh, tell us how to do it, and she'd drive it through. It was brilliant. Because yeah, because she lives on her own, it, she was like, I think help. Um, well, I think grateful for two guys that could, you know, like um, leapfrog each other doing different locks and helping her out and I, th I think I think she really enjoyed that and to be honest I really enjoyed it as well she chucked me a windlass we were doing the locks um, it, it was a fantastic experience and her boat um, Pridwen is absolutely amazing like but no I can imagine obviously it must be a lot of fun for you guys as well to sort of be able to to have all these new experiences and, and sort of go in place that you wouldn't have done before and obviously meet people as well it's the amazing thing and sort of tell their stories yeah definitely and a lot of it's outdoors, uh, filming outdoors as well, which we really enjoy. And again, we don't get to do that as much in uh, the client work we do. Um, so with a Alex was the second shoot we did. Um, and he lives in a converted library bus um, and lives on a campsite with a seasonal pitch. Um, so we actually, again, spent two days with Alex and camped on the campsite. So that was good fun for us. Bit of a nice trip out. Yeah, definitely. It was um, it was like a gorgeous summer's day, wasn't it? Or we we were treated with some like really nice weather. So camping was great. We was actually due to have a huge storm on the day we were meant to film, and we basically tossed a coin the night before, like should should we go and camp the night? Because if we we wouldn't have been able to drive there in the morning, it was too far for us. Um, so we like tossed a coin and went and camped, and and it was fantastic weather. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> so you mentioned that was the sort of first two shoots that you've done. Um, in terms of like when you did those, in terms of the time scale, obviously I can imagine COVID has had a obviously horrendous impact on on everything and has, I guess, thrown off the other shoots that you were looking to do. But how many people have you sort of told their stories so far? So, so far we filmed three people. So we've got Marisa in her wide beam boat, Alex in his converted library bus and Flo in her uh, tiny house, which she built herself. Um, and we just managed to squeeze flow in before the pandemic struck. Uh, 2020 was when we were meant to pretty much finish all the filming. Um, we had some plans to meet more people. We we're going to go to Camp Quirky as well. Um, but obviously it's put filming on a pause for now. Uh, so we're really looking forward to getting started again. But, you know, while it's not legal or sensible, um, obviously we can't carry on yet so we're sort of sat yeah sat twiddling our thumbs and wishing we could get out filming it again um but we do have plans um to finish it obviously um so we'll see with the pandemic we we would have liked to have carried on but even more so with tiny homes it's not like you can social distance when the room itself is isn't even two meters wide so you know you've <laughs> you've got to we, we probably would have squeezed a few more people in if that wasn't the case but it's it's even more so not um doable compared to our normal day-to-day -day work where you're on set and you can social distance but yeah we've, we've got a few people lined up and they're completely understanding and and uh, know know what the 
situation is. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully this is our year to carry it on and uh, get a bit more going. Yeah, get it going. Um, but you, men- you mentioned Flo in her tiny house was the third person that you did a shoot with. I think, in fact, um, looking back onto how I, I connected with you guys initially, I think because Flo and I um, had connected on Instagram and I'd shared some pictures of her tiny house on my on my page, tiny house ideas. And then I saw sort of looking through her feed, um, all, all the cameras and the cameras on her for for her interview. And then I sort of clicked on your guys' profile and thought, well, this is amazing. Sort of have something so close to home in the UK um, in terms of documentary. So I think that's how I sort of initially first sent you a message and, and got chatting. Yeah, well, we're glad we're glad that you liked it. And as you say, it's kind of the first, well, th- there are others out there and there's a lot of YouTube channels of people living alternatively, but it's getting that whole as- that whole broad view of alternative living and especially in the UK. There are many documentaries in in the um, US and other places like that. But yeah, it's, we're glad that, that everyone else kind of sees it, like, you know, as we did with it being more UK and a broad view. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, which is very exciting. Um, so obviously without sort of going in into too much detail and, and sort of spoiling it before it before it's released and before you share the stories, um, have you got any insight into the people that you're hoping to, to see as soon as the pandemic allows? Um, so a couple of people that we were planning to see, uh, I think it was actually the week leading up to lockdown, we were meant to see them. Um, and they are currently living in a house. Uh, they've converted a horse box lorry um, and they're in the process of selling their house to move into it. So obviously that's going to be a nice story that perhaps we can come back to throughout the documentary um, of how they're finding their experience moving from conventional to alternative. Yeah, yeah. We're hoping there's a bit of story in there because, you know, the reason of why, like, is there a reason why? Is it just one day they woke up like, you know what, let's live in a, a horse box for a bit? Or <laughs> Yeah, obviously we know why, but um, I guess we don't want to give too much spoilers as to it. Cause it no, we don't want to spoil it before it comes out. <laughs> yeah, we do really love the stories that we've got in this documentary. Um, to give a brief overview, uh, Marisa dreamed of living in a canal boat from when she was a little girl. Um, and she lived near the canal and she used to see the boats. Uh, Alex, he he had some difficulties with renting um, and a marriage breakup, which led to him, what, in his words, he basically had no choice uh, but to start living alternatively. Uh, and Flo, I believe she was traveling in Australia and she was staying with someone who had a tiny house. Uh, she loved it so much that when she got back, uh, decided to build her own. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. I think that is sort of a lot um, of, I think that really well highlights the, um, the sort of main reasons and inspirations that a lot of people do sort of turn to that lifestyle in terms of of traveling and sort of being, I guess, living living with less and sort of having just what you've got on your back with you, I guess. And then you sort of come home and you realize, do I actually need all of these things? Do I need to sort of do this, this conventional path? Yeah, definitely. Like asking the question, you know, like you say, Harry, do I, not, do I need all this stuff? And what, you know, all of this and this one location is kind of keeping me here, but look what's look what's about kind of thing. So it, it's very interesting. I mean, it would be great to have someone living out of a backpack or something, you know, but um, we, we are glad that there's quite a broad range of, you know, boat, van, tiny home, from regular living to... Um, you know what was it horse box camper and then who knows like what else there might be we're, we're still looking for the people um but yeah amazing stuff and i think in turn sorry you, you go I was, I was just gonna say we're also planning to speak to sort of professionals in the space such as authors or tiny home builders um 
but obviously what with COVID, we don't we don't really want to have the pandemic featured anyway. So anyone wearing masks or anything, we'd rather just be patient because we do want this to be really good. Uh, we want it to be a feel good film, and we feel like you know if people are wearing masks or doing COVID procedures, it it's just not a great reminder, is it? I think I think that's definitely a, a good idea to sort of. Obviously, it's going to be something that you guys will have worked on for so long, and it will be something that will sort of last for so long as well. That it's it's sort of yeah, worth worth the time to to make sure it's it's as good as it can be. That's it. And I haven't looked at anything personally, but we don't know if this pandemic is affecting the kind of travel movement and alternative living in the UK currently. Like we want to show it as it can be at its, you know, has its ups, its downs. We don't just want to show it as in let's say. Um, you know, if people living on the water aren't allowed to move now, it doesn't show the real life of what it is. And, you know, are van dwellers actually now stuck to one spot and it's kind of all... That could be a thing. I don't really know, but we just want to show it as it is rather than what it might be limited to in this climate at the moment. No, I think that is a good idea. Definitely a good idea to sort of be able to to show the sort of the, the highlights and, and what it is, what it was meant to be before, before all of this hit. Absolutely, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> at least. <laughs> um, and in, in terms of obviously not not sort of directly related to the documentary, but have you guys got any sort of insights or comments on on how I guess twenty twenty has affected people that are um, sort of living living alternative lifestyles? And I think it sort of has made a lot of people think. We mentioned it briefly earlier um, that twenty twenty with people working from home and sort of not um, having maybe less disposable income and, and worrying more about their mortgage. Do you think there will be a sort of a shift in the in the coming years to to sort of more alternative lifestyles? I think there has to be um, in a lot of ways. Like like I said earlier, um, it's a lot more sustainable to have lots of tiny homes rather than large houses that people can't necessarily afford, getting more and more expensive. Um, and as I've said, environmental reasons, um, alternative living could be a great benefit to that. I'm just going to give a quick mention to Tiny House Ideas. So Tiny House Ideas is my business, is my company. It's been what I've been working on for the last five years in the long term. And especially over lockdown, over the last year or so, I've really put some time, energy and effort into building this business. So Tiny House Ideas obviously started with an Instagram page and it has grown and developed into the business that it is today. It's the perfect free platform for anyone interested in the tiny house movement in the tiny house community. First of all, all of the, all of the images that I feature on Instagram, you can find out more information. You can get a full fact file over on the website. As well as that, there's a really cool tool called Find Me a Builder where for free, I will personally pair a few tiny house builders with you based on your requirements and that will save you going through hours and hours of searching through Google results. Take the stress out of it for you really. And obviously it's no obligation. I'll send you a few recommendations and it's up to you what you do with them. Another section of the website is the approved builders section. So I've been working with a few tiny house builders that I really stand behind, that I see the value in their work. So there's, there's a profile there to sort of tell you more about them and so you can contact them directly if you've got any jobs that you're interested in. And finally on the website there's a section for tiny house vacations so if you guys are looking to go away and to try the tiny house movement to try the tiny house living um, but don't know if you want to commit to it if you don't want to live there just yet then a vacation is a really really great way to sort of get acclimatized to learn more about it and you can do that by clicking on the vacations tab of the tiny house ideas website and learning more and searching through some amazing holiday homes amazing stuff and um, well in terms of the sort of whole environmental side of things did you guys see anything that sort of were there any sort of like composting loose or anything that you sort of just like alarmed you when you saw all of these all of these things uh not alarmed so much because we already do it from all the research we've done and all the videos we, we like to watch on youtube anyway um but yeah there's there's a lot we learned um i think 
I don't know about George, but I'd not used a composting toilet or anything. So that was my first time uh, with the documentary. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it was it was really interesting. I mean, nothing really like stood out to me as like, whoa, that's a bit, or you know, that's a bit odd, or oh well, it was more like this is so cool, but also from my point of view, not living alternatively. Like, wow, the effort that goes into living alternatively with toilets, water, waste um you know resources it just really opened your eyes of what you take for granted but also um you know like i say the amount of thought that goes into just day-to-day -day life um so that was really interesting and it does make you wonder you know well not make you wonder sorry it makes you realize what you use more which i think is fantastic um yeah no not not used a composting toilet at all camping toilet uh i've used <laughs> i've used once but that's it so far <laughs> oh funny but no i think that is it it's just sort of about the the education side of things and and showing showing the ways that different people do things and there, there's not just one fixed way for everything that you sort of that you're sort of ingrained in and taught about initially when you're young um but in terms of how sort of the people that you've been speaking to have acclimatized to living tiny um you said the the guy um sort of was almost was almost it was his only option to to go tiny was it sort of a um a decision that he sort of really sort of come to love or, or what were the anecdotes of how people have acclimatized to, to living alternatively um so a bit of a spoiler but Al alex absolutely loves living alternatively um it's not something that he ever imagined doing either um and it's the same reaction really from marie's and flo um but we do also talk to them about the disadvantages of alternative living because obviously we don't want it to look like a dream life. Um, and that's where I think we come from a, a good viewpoint, good perspective, and that we're not biased because we don't live alternatively. Um, so we're easily able to show in the documentary the good points and the bad points. Yeah, which I think is is a very valuable insight to sort of, yeah, yeah just show the sort of whole picture and it, it not be this is perfect this is what everyone needs to do or, or this is so different no one should do it it's, it's sort of good to have the, the the balanced sides yeah exactly and that's it flow touched on that quite a bit actually in terms of saying it's not for everyone it, for me as well it's sort of really interesting to hear hear more about it and i'm sort of really looking forward to it definitely oh, that, that's great we're glad someone's excited because we're excited <laughs> well it's, i think the trailer was good for um learning about people being excited for it as well yeah yeah definitely sort of gauge gauge that interest yeah that's it because as we said we were a bit nervous with getting people to you know approaching people so once we had a few people we got we got so excited we wanted to make a trailer to see if anyone else is as excited as us kind of thing and then seeing that that did well had a great um great bit of feedback and great response you know it just pushed us on even more like oh we like our idea now we can't wait to share it and share the stories of everybody yeah definitely um, and in terms of the stories as well you've obviously um you're speaking to the people that sort of are, are living this lifestyle you mentioned that you were going to sort of look to look to find some some professionals in the space and some people who can sort of offer the um sort of i guess the formal insights in, in terms of, of regulations and stuff is that sort of what you're looking into or what's the sort of um the aim for the people that are sort of professionals uh, that's absolutely it, yeah. So at the moment, um, the people we've filmed so far, there is no sort of professional angle on regulations. Um, so I did find an author that obviously when we can, uh, hopefully we'll be able to film him because uh, he knows a lot about all the regulations in the UK specifically as well. Yeah, 
I think that is such a important part of it as well, sort of rather than showing, um, like we said earlier, just keeping it balanced rather than sort of just like the pretty pictures that you sort of see of all these finished products. It's about sort of working out what the what the barriers are and sort of what, what's holding people back. And I think, um, I mean, we've gone back to it a couple of times already in the, on the podcast so far, but I think it is just so important that there's, there's more, um, the more sort of information that people put out there and the more sort of people learn, it sort of will... I guess, spur on and, and encourage um, the people in positions to do so to sort of rethink these regulations. Because obviously, I mean, I think they were designed for a time so different to the times that we're living in at the moment. And I think there is something that needs to shift somewhere to sort of allow for more people to to be exploring this. Yeah, I, com- I completely agree. And especially, like you said then, Harry, is that they were made at a time completely different. It's, it seems like it's never been more A, popular, but also B, doable to live these alternative lives. And I think it would just be an interesting thing to get that perspective of, you know, why it's got to be like this or is it is it something that could change to, you know, help people live in this certain way? Um, and, and, you know, the people we've got at the moment, they, they talk about the positives and negatives, but essentially we don't want them to ramble on about, oh, this is <laughs> terrible for us because the government won't let us do this, that, and the other. We, do, we don't want it to be like that. So getting a professional opinion of somebody who, you know, has that insight, I think would be quite interesting for some people. And you do see it a lot uh, online, especially on the Alternative Living Group. People are always asking questions. Um, am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to do that? And often the co- from the comments they read, they get upset because they realise, no, you're, you're not allowed to do that. And it's quite simple things, really. Um, so hopefully the guidance will change on living alternatively and what you can do with land. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's just sort of, yeah, like we said, just making sure that there's sort of as much pressure and as much sort of knowledge that the people who can do do make these changes um so sort of we, we've we've mentioned it briefly as well and sort of um, i might be repeating what i said earlier but in terms of sort of like the main the main aim for you what was the sort of the key thing that you wanted to achieve through this documentary um i mean there's a few things really we want to inspire people we want to educate people and hopefully entertain people so hopefully people will actually enjoy the documentary um and perhaps it will start a movement and just make people realize there's more options than just buying or renting a flat or house yeah amazing stuff going back to regulations actually we're not going into real technicalities that it might bore a lot of people perhaps uh, because obviously a lot of that could be found on the internet or in books but we are definitely going to cover regulations cool Fair enough. What, what about you, George? What would you say is the sort of the in your eyes the sort of main thing that you guys have been trying to achieve? Would it be the same or? Yeah, I think just inspire people and just kind of not educate people in a sense of you know this is how you do it, but like look at this other option. I don't think it's as commonly known, which is why it might be called alternative living, but it's just assumed in society from my personal experience anyway that. You know, you grow up in your parents' house, you leave to rent or buy your own house or flat or whatnot, and then that's that. But I think just showing the options of like, yeah, but look what this other free living and alternative living lifestyle looks like, and and that is an option for you, and hopefully show a little bit about, look, you can still work, still have a job, still do this, that, and the other by living alternatively, and and like Jamie said, yeah, hopefully entertain and just just give a little insight into what the life looks like. Definitely amazing stuff. I mean, it, sound, it sounds amazing. And like I said to you guys earlier as well, I am sort of 
personally really excited to sort of see and, and to, to learn more and to find out some more people's stories. Um, and it is just sort of about, yeah, looking at different perspectives and, and finding ways that you sort of don't need to stick to the status quo. You don't need to sort of do what is sort of ingrained into us. Um, and I think as well, um, as sort of the things you mentioned as well, I think it's also sort of, it'd be really interesting to look back on this in however many years when sort of maybe things have changed, maybe more people are doing this and it, it will sort of almost be a piece of history. You'll sort of be able to look back to, to sort of whenever it's released and think this is how it was done back then. It might even be a little piece of history. I think perhaps alternative living at the moment is one of those things where it's, if you know, you know, um, if you're in that space, you know all about it. You know, your your Instagram and your YouTube, because the algorithms, you'll be seeing it all the time. Uh, but I speak to a lot of people that, like me five years ago, haven't really got a clue about it, because uh, it's not often in the mainstream media, um, especially in the UK. So hopefully this documentary pushes out the knowledge to a lot more people. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, I mean, for me personally, I, I've sort of, I've said it to a few people before, but I mean, um, when I speak to people in America who are sort of, a, a tiny house or, or someone living in a van is such a, or an old school bus is such a common thing. But here I feel like if I were to walk down the street in town now, if I were to leave the house, walk down the street and sort of say to the first 10 people I met, sort of, have you heard of this? Have you heard that this is, this is going on? I think maybe one or two people in 10 would have heard of it and one would sort of be able to actually tell me a bit about it. So I think it is, it's just a really, really exciting time to sort of one be um, the people who are sort of pushing the alternative lifestyles and that are living this way and looking to sort of help others. And for you guys as well, it's sort of coming at such a pivotal time, I guess, because I think obviously we are slightly behind sort of America where it's where it's so much more common. But as soon as that sort of interest continues to sort of grow and snowball, it's just going to be loads more people that are interested in in watching and learning. Definitely. And, and like you say, Harry, with, um, like you say, it's more popular in the US, like maybe people look at that and think, oh, man, if only it lived in the US where that's possible. But just by sh showing people like, look, you can live like this in the UK, it might be a little more difficult or you need to jump through a few more hoops or make sure how you're living is kind of le legal, I guess. Um, but at least it's showing that like, look, we're we're doing it over here, too. And and it's really cool. <laughs> And make people realise that it is it is a real viable option for them. Yeah, exactly. And on that point, you were saying, Harry, um, there are people that are aware of living in vans, for example, um, but have negative connotations of it, and that's something that Flow talks about actually, um, and how uh, it's it's upsetting that people feel that way because they're not fully educated on it and they don't realise that it's perfectly reasonable way to live your life living in a van or a tiny house uh, or on a boat and that's why i think what you guys are doing is just so valuable and it's going to be so amazing to sort of to, to see the spin on it and to sort of hopefully inspire and educate some people yeah absolutely we, we hope so and, and that would be great if it, it can do that and just you know get get it out there and show yeah yeah yeah, definitely. Um, so obviously 2020 for everything is, is throwing such a spanner in the works. Um, and there's obviously no, obviously I can imagine there's going to be no set sort of timeline from, from here onwards. But um, in terms of sort of the next stages for you guys, are you sort of um, editing it as you go or are you sort of um, looking to, to sort of wait until you speak to some more people and put it all together? Or what's the sort of the future plans, I guess, for this? Yeah, so lockdown one was a, a great opportunity being as we weren't really doing much to get ahead. And we started cutting people's stories down into, you know, what what we wanted to show. Um, and we've kind of got to a point now where we want to move on and start editing the next person that we film, but we haven't necessarily put anything together because we don't know how 
how the story is going to be told with because we may film four or five more people who knows but um so far it's just really wanting to get filming people again carry on editing and then the goal was at the start of 2020 to have it finished so That'd be nice for this year, but uh, realistically, who, who knows, I guess. Who knows? That is the yeah. thing. It's, it's also uncertain. I think, um, yeah, obviously, like you say, there's no, there's not going to be a sort of set timeline from here on onwards. Um, but I think it's worth mentioning as well um, for the people that are listening that we're filming this in sort of early January and it will be released in, in sort of maybe early March, mid-March time. So hopefully sort of we'll be coming out of our, our third lockdown now and sort of hopefully we'll be able to sort of have a, a better timescale and there'll be links to sort of... Um, for the people that are listening so you can find out more and sort of find out where it's going to be where it's going to be released in terms of dates and things like that we're trying to keep people up to date on the social media we haven't posted in quite a while because we haven't got anything to post we've not been on shoots recently um but on the on our social medias at alternative life doc uh, that's where people will be able to keep up to date and find out when it's coming out um and going back to the editing um, like George was saying, we've edited as much as we can and it's just got to the point that we've got a nice section of each of the people we filmed uh, with some really valuable information and interesting stories. But to stitch the whole documentary together, uh, we you need, need all... everything, I guess. If... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, it's sort of really exciting to hear that you guys are on on, on track, you're on progress, um, and are looking forward to, to shooting with some more people. And for those that are listening, have you got um, sort of any any sort of platforms that you know you're going to be releasing on or anything like that? Are you able to shed some light on? Not yet. <laughs> it's um yeah it's early days for it for now all right amazing stuff so it's sort of been really really interesting to hear about um the people you've spoken to already and sort of get an insight into into what you're going to be looking to do in the future as soon as obviously covid allows um but again sort of well first of all huge congratulations and sort of for everything you've achieved so far and i am really looking forward to seeing it personally i'm sure everyone that's listening is um and once this is released obviously they can sort of check out your socials and, and find out more about what's happening but I just wanted to say a huge thank you for sort of shedding some light without letting any with any teasers i can imagine that have been quite difficult to sort of not give anything away and um, but sort of yeah discuss it and i really appreciate you guys coming on to have a chat about it and, and thank you for coming on no thank you very much we've really enjoyed it it's been great talking to you and getting your insight into what we're doing as well it's uh we're really looking forward to carrying on with it thank you thanks harry as always, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Tiny House Ideas podcast. If you've got any questions, any suggestions, any questions for future episodes, any ideas, then please do get in touch. Instagram's the easiest way to reach me at Tiny House Ideas. If you'd like to support the podcast, as I've mentioned, it's available on Patreon to support and we've got a private Discord group there where we can have the discussion. We can really break down the podcast, talk about each episode, talk about upcoming episodes and also watch all of the new releases early.